the nerds take over. Us? Huh? What's up, nerds? Welcome to the inaugural issue of Comic Tating, presented by Nerdables and sponsored by Earth 2 Comics. Comic Tating is a comic book review show because the interwebs needed another one of those. Each week, Sebastian and I will bring you a small sampling of the new books we love. And for the first few weeks, we are going to focus on DC's new event called Rebirth. And Rebirth begins with this week's release of DC Universe Rebirth Number 1, which both of us has just finished. You're going to hear some pieces in the background here me working with tape and comics stuff like that because we are recording in a comic shop we're actually recording in earth 2 comics northridge the store that i'm usually at uh for those of you who don't know sebastian is a former wonderful employee of ours who decided that uh he was going to go off to greener pastures and do podcasts for no reason um earth 2 comics has two locations in the valley sherman oaks and northridge sherman oaks is at 15017 ventura boulevard northridge location here is 8967 Reseda boulevard both of our stores have Facebook pages. It's the easiest way to find us. It's facebook.com backslash earth2comics and facebook.com backslash earth2comics Northridge for the specific stores. And uh, we are, um, the, the Northridge store here is affiliated with Jeff Johns. So we are, um, we're big on this event. Both of our stores are going to be heavily stocked with this. If for any reason your local store does not have this book, trust me, we do. So if you come here, you will find this on our shelves for months at a time. <laughs> so yes, full disclosure, uh, because uh, the audience deserves it. Full disclosure, Jeff Johns does co-own the Northridge location, and we are giving you that in advance. I am going to be buying my own copy, so my money will be spent on having read this book. So don't fear, because uh, a lot of people are always worried when you get free stuff or if you engage or get product from well, people we don't get anything free. yeah we don't get anything free so uh make so so fear not we are spending our own money and we would not recommend a book to you that we would not buy yeah going forward just to let you guys know as we do this rebirth event what sebastian and i are looking for is to not cover every single book but to cover the books that we would recommend the books that we're enjoying the books that you know thrill us or surprise us um books that we may have beforehand said i know i want to get this book we get it and it meets our expectations or something where i said maybe i wouldn't have touched book x and i gave it a read and you know what this is really really good um we're a positive podcast i guess we'll put it that way we're not going to have negative reviews here and it's not because books don't deserve negative reviews it's just what's the point we'd rather be able to get these reviews to you on wednesday morning before you guys go down to your local comic shop that day or over the weekend or whatever and help you guys find something that maybe you wouldn't pick up that's our hope someone picks up a book that maybe they weren't going to get and um they enjoy it because we enjoyed it so i think that would be the coolest thing so that's what we're going to do going forward It'll be a weekly podcast. Um, it'll be 30 minutes, 45 minutes. Right. It'll be fairly, yeah. We'll be as spoiler-free as possible. You know, we'll talk in general terms. We'll talk about the plot more than anything, um, the creators, uh, what leads to these these events, these books. And, um, yeah, it should be fun. I think it'll be fun. Comic Sebastian should be fun. Gonna, yeah, comic should be fun. There we go. How would you describe this? So while I was reading the book... Uh, I think I said a little too loudly, but uh, to one of my friends, uh, it felt like an old friend who has finally snapped out of their pretentiousness, and you can finally get back to being like, okay, I think we're cool now. And as, as mean-spirited and as cynical as that sounds, that was kind of my feeling reading the book 
going page by page as the book was continually building up i felt like that was that was the most that was the first feeling and the most direct feeling that i had for what i was experiencing reading this and of course there are spoilers and we're going to try and be as spoiler free as possible in this but uh the crux of the issue focuses on one character people have been wanting to see back since the new 52 started and our protagonist is someone i've been waiting to see and that's definitely how it felt yeah, echoing what uh, Sebastian said, we're going to try our best to be very spoiler-free. We want you guys to be able to experience this book as uh, as virgin as possible, I guess. And I know a lot of the information is already out there. Um, I know already a couple of people that it was that it was ruined for. Um, luckily, I was able to miss all of that. So the the end is a big surprise. We'll put it that way. So yeah, um, DC Universe Rebirth number one is written by Jeff Johns, who is now. Um, really the superintendent of DC media, you know, between TV and movies and comics. Uh, he's got a very executive creative hand in all of it now. Brought to you by a number of different artists, including Ethan Van Sire, Gary Frank, Evan Rice, Phil Jimenez, and um, <clears throat> well, I think that's it. I think that's it. And it's broken into four chapters. Chapter one is Lost, chapter two is Legacy, chapter three is Love, and chapter four is Life. And these are the things that Jeff has been talking about for the last couple of months of trying to bring back into the DCU, um, especially Legacy. And in this issue, again, with a character that we've not mentioning, but sort of mentioning, um, there's a legacy there. He is a legacy character. Um, he's also a character that has one of the uh, most famous love stories in the DCU. And one of the things that they talk about is the legacy that's been lost and the love that's been lost through the last five years of the New 52. And what we come to find out in this book is that the New 52 has a secret. And it's not just a publishing event. It is a continuing story. And it has to do with continuity. It is not a hard reboot. It's not like New 52 that kind of tried to wipe away most of the DC past, keep what they wanted, get rid of what they wanted. Um, it very much acknowledges that what we've been reading for the last five years does in fact count, quote unquote, and that there's a reason for it. And um, it's really, really well done. I mean, as someone who, uh, you know, I'm more of a Marvel guy than a DC guy, but I've always loved a lot of the DC heroes. And New 52 is something that, especially within the first two years, kind of left me cold. Uh, getting to read this and, and, and having that genuine sense of wonder and... It's just, it just, it's just a really good feeling. Because one of the things that I said from the start that I thought DC lost in the New 52 was legacy, especially with characters like Superman, um, especially with characters, even Batman, even though they didn't change a lot of his history. I thought he'd lost a lot of legacy in terms of the relationships he had with other people. As a big Green Arrow fan, he'd lost a lot of his legacy too. Um, so seeing that come back, I thought was one of the... And, and you feel it right, right away, and it was one of the best parts and one of the, the my favorite parts of the book. Legacy is a good way to put it. Uh, there was a lot of legacy in this book. There was a lot of characters that Jeff is very fond of, and if you know of his work, uh, having done things like The Flash TV Show, things like Smallville and Green Arrow, anything that he puts his hands into, you're going to see a lot of those characters return. And as somebody for me, I, I was the reverse. I'm, I was always a huge DC fan. In fact, my first comic book ever was Green Lantern 222, and I still have it at home. It's in uh, one of my long boxes at home. So for me... The DC Universe was, for me, the big thing, and Marvel was always on the side. Even though I would read them 
Uh, I always had a greater love for the DC characters, mostly because of the optimism and because they did have a greater sense of legacy with characters like the Justice Society being from the 40s, but still being significant in the present day and characters like the Legion of Superheroes who you can use for that, like, you know, that optimistic future. But every time something goes wrong, hey, you got to bring back somebody from the past to help figure it out because sometimes even the problems of the future are too big and you need someone like Superman to be there to sort of give his give his wisdom in the way that Superman can only give wisdom. A lot of references in this book, a lot. If you're a, if you're a, I mean, I'm not going to claim to be as old as a DC fan as many other people. As somebody who checked out of DC Comics a little more heavily post New 52, and not even right away with the New 52, but several years in, a lot of the characters felt very lackluster. And uh, personality-wise, a lot of them seemed to be very stock in a way. They continued on like okay here's here's frowny face man number one here's frowny face man number two here's frowny face man number three frowny they just face man was their number one book frowny face yes frowny face man was their number one book he was also uh in uh many many costumes during the new 52 run and they're not erasing the new 52 i think there's going to be a few people who may take umbrage that they're, they're not erasing the new 52 but i think you said it best that they're treating the new 52 like an event yeah more than okay, everything that's done is done. We're getting the old school and the new school, and however Jeff is going to concoct them together uh, is what the new DC Universe will be. Put it akin to the, you know, we see Marvel have event after event after event year to year. All those events matter. Dark Reign mattered. You know, at some point, um, the the Green Goblin, Harry Osborn, was in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. that became Hammer. Marvel's never erased that from its from its continuity. It's still there. Um so I think the same thing here where they've said the new 52 is something. It's something tangible. It's not just a publishing event. It's not just a marketing event. It's not just an executive-driven event. Um, even though a lot of its background is that, one of the differences, the new 52 does feel like it was something that is executive-driven, that was corporate-driven, that was publisher-driven, and this is creative-driven. This is Jeff coming in going, you know what? It's time to time to kind of hit the, the eject button and see what we can do to bring people back in if you're a longtime DC fan, this book is for you. If you're a new DC fan, I think this book is for you as well. Um, but if you are a pre-New 52 reader, especially of some certain characters, um, this book is going to appeal to you in a way that I can't even really describe. Um, and the surprise, if you haven't had it ruined, the surprise at the end is awesome. I, I didn't have it ruined. I was able to, to experience the book as, um, as spoiler-free as possible. And getting to that end, my eyes went as big as dinner plates like, whoa so that was fantastic so it's really it's exciting like there's a genuine excitement i couldn't wait to get in today to actually get to do to read the book because i was i was trying so hard over the last like 48 hours or so to to um get past the spoilers and the stuff that was out there that i got here i basically picked it up i went into the stock room and i closed everything i turned my phone off and i let everybody know like i'm taking 20 minutes to read this thing so don't bother me just let me get it done i got to the end like whoa <laughs> that was awesome definitely a good way to put it because uh, I did read the spoilers I was on reddit that morning and there was five six threads across like our DC comics and our DC cinematic universe and our comics and our comic books pretty much every comic book related subreddit had a thread about what was going on so I read the spoilers and if you did read the spoilers like I did uh, hopefully you came away with the same reaction it was fascinating more than anything else because it's a 50 page special and there was maybe seven pages total, and most of the pages 
uh, were not some of the largest of the spoilers from especially towards the end of the book. Mm-hmm. So they whoever decided to spoil, you know, the that masked man who thought he was doing people a service, uh, did not give away everything. Whatever bizarre sense of righteousness he had to not completely ruin the book, he managed to succeed because I read the spoilers. I went, this is fascinating in a way that's very hard to describe. And I talked to another friend of mine on the internet about them. We threw around our own theories about what's going on. And I got confirmation on some of the theories. And if you're like me, you probably came to the same conclusions. And I, it had me intrigued enough. And if you, even if that, if, even if there was a little spark of intrigue, go check it out at least and see how you feel. Because as an old DC fan, to see that many people, like I said at the beginning, likening it to like an old friend sort of snapping out of a bizarre phase in their life, and you can sort of like, you know, put their arm, put your arm around their shoulder and and go off on a new adventure together. Hey, you put the bottle down. Yay. Yes, exactly. It's Tony Stark looking into the mirror with the bottle like, oh, my God, what have I become? The DC demon in the bottle. DC demon in the bottle. And we uh, yeah, we mentioned it on the podcast uh, this past week that with the movie division also making a change, it feels like an, an acknowledgement of mistakes made and and a sincere attempt to correct those mistakes without stepping on the toes of new readers the ones who came in with the new 52 and for me it's it's not a cynical book it doesn't feel like a it doesn't feel like a oh you like these old characters how much money do you have in your wallet it's definitely a okay let's get back to basics let's take what we did that was right with the new 52 let's bring back classic characters that are beloved and people have been missing for as much as people love books uh, like the current earth 2 book it's got a very big cultish following that's uh, is not doing huge but people love that version of those characters but there are people like me who love the classic jsa and go yeah but this is a world with a multiverse why can't there be two alan scotts why can't there be two jay garricks and there are going to be two of a character uh, two of the protagonist in this book, two versions of the protagonist coexisting side by side. And that's a little bit of that having your cake and eating it too and not feeling cynical. Yeah, this book, um, again, it's uh, the best part about the end of this book is it, it's, it's going to stir discussion with those of us that have read it um, here in the shop and through, um, through the staff of both stores. We've already kind of discussed, well, what does this mean? Well, what does this mean? Do you think this is happening? What do you think this is happening? So it's definitely going to have that buzz to it afterwards, which, uh, you know, we recommend that you get out there and buy this book and read it as quickly as possible. Buy the book because it's two ninety nine. It's 50 pages. You've got some of the best artists that are out there today um, for two ninety nine, which is awesome. They could have, they could have easily charged <laughs> yeah, this seven, is a, eight bucks for a book. Yeah, this size. is a book usually this size that's at least six bucks or more. But, you know, they want to get people in. It's a great starting point. Um, it gives some clues to um, what's going on with some of the characters going forward, uh, like Wonder Woman, Superman, Batman. Um, there is a little yeah. bit of a continuation of Wonder Woman's story, too. They've been yep. doing, if you've been reading the Wonder Woman stuff, they've been doing uh, a story with Darkseid having gotten onto Themyscira, and he has his way with one of the Amazons, and this is a bit of a continuation of that, so they're not, again, they're they're trying to calm some of the newer people who go, oh, but what about my ca- versions of these characters and they're continuing those stories yeah so again it, it, i think it just it hits on so many cylinders um and i think it, it 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 tags a lot of boxes they talk about you know these things that are that are four corner type stuff where they hit those four corners of demographics and stuff like that 
in a sense, this tags, I think, a lot of the comic boxes. It's it's new. It's exciting. It's got a great twist. Um, it's filled with moments that if you have been reading or if you haven't been reading, if you read for a while and you stopped and you come back for this, that are going to hit you. It's an emotional book. Um, it's a love letter to old DC. It's a love letter to this particular character. It's a love letter to the legacy that a company that's been around for more than seven decades has been able to to garner. So it, uh, I think it's safe to say between the two of us, this gets a really high recommendation and it gets me excited for the rest of Rebirth and these Rebirth one-shots that are going to kind of set the new status quo of these characters. I'm excited to see what's next. Definitely. Uh, it's refreshing and it's Jeff. And if you know any of Jeff's work, the last thing it ever is is feel like a cynical money grab. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who, you know, they they do feel that way about a lot of the endless cycle of events and reboots and relaunches. And when you look at what Jeff has done in the past with, with Green Lantern Rebirth and Flash Rebirth and his run on Superman with Gary Frank, he lives and breathes those characters and in a way is sort of saying, I know how you feel and let's let's tell a new story new and old he's got a reader's heart um he has a character a love of the character's heart too and we've seen it with as he's gotten more control over some of the media that's there he's very involved in uh in the flash tv series and i think a lot of us who watch that series realize there's a lot of love and fun and uh adventure with it and, and i think this is it. this is a new this is dc's new adventure and um uh, it, it definitely feels like something that comes from a creative point of view that takes the pieces that are already there. When you read the book, especially the love chapter, you'll see Jeff's brilliance is being able to take disparate pieces that are all over and then start connecting them. And not intentional from the beginning where something, you know, event A, event B, event C, and event D were all written by different writers. They were all shepherded by different editors and Jeff looks at the four of them and says I can put those together and make it work in, in a terms of motivation or non-motivation or events that occur because of motivation of a secret character that we don't know about yet so again I, I, we're fusing with this book because it's it's really really good and yeah I don't know what else, what else do we say what else do we say what does Sebastian say I don't know if it's the one thing I do have to say, especially after reading it. I don't know if it's going to be as because uh, a lot of the buzz is controversy. This book is going to be controversial, and I didn't get that vibe from this book at all. I think if they if Jeff really wanted to to stir controversy with what he did with this book, there are a million different ways to do it. Uh, when if anybody knows the history of the New Fifty Two, it that is a way that could have been the wrong way to go. Uh, and this definitely has that, like, okay, we tried it this way. Let's try something different. And I, I don't think it's going to be as controversial as they expect. I know there's going to be a lot of people who are going to be intrigued. They may be, they may be cautiously optimistic going forward. But I think, I think upset people are going to be in the very small minority after the end of this book. And I think those people are... are I think a lot of the majority of the people that would be upset with this is because of what they bring into the book. Yes. Um, especially with the ending and without revealing the ending, there's something there that I think people could, if they bring their biases into it, then they may be upset with that. For me, it was an awesome twist um, using what's already there. Um, it's a, it's a Jeff Johns twist. <laughs> it's a Jeff Johns twist 
it's something that I think at this point with his uh, his position in DC, it's only something he can do. And the question next is, where does this story go? Where do we get to follow this story? That's going to be the big question going. Like, where is this going to rear its head in this new rebirth era of DC? Agreed. And we gotta, we'll probably talk about this. Uh, probably talk about this in the regular Nerdables podcast. But that's usually more for news. But the uh, this was really fun. The book is really really fun. And it's a uh, if you if you got if you love old characters like I do, it's a tearjerker. There's a couple moments where you, there's a few characters spread out in the book that you you your heart is like I am ready, I'm ready for this. Yeah, Brandon cried like a bitch. Oh my god, <laughs> oh my god, he cried. You make me sad. <laughs> we're gonna, I think we're gonna wrap this up already because it's a pretty quick. We've only got one book to talk about. Um, also, I have work I still have to do, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So Sebastian, you have anything to end on? No, no. Uh, we hope if you decide to go check out the book, you enjoy it. And uh, for Chris and myself, uh, we'll catch you next week. Ah!